0: I want to read a brief section from Luke's Gospel, Luke 23. This is the record of uh, the story of the thief on the cross. <clears throat> I think it has some, uh, some words that uh, when we apply faith, uh, bring comfort to us as we think about uh, Betty Weaver. Luke 23, beginning in verse 32. Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with Him. And when they came to the place that is called the Skull, there they crucified Him and the criminals, one on His right and one on His left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they have done. And Jesus said to him, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Paul's words of counsel to the Thessalonians are these. Paul says, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. That's his way of referring to those who have died. We don't want you to be uninformed about them, brothers, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Christians are to grieve, but to grieve differently, to grieve as those who have hope. Well, what does that mean? How, how, how do we, uh, Robin, how do you, how does that inform you? How does that instruct you? What does that do to, wh- to how you process what you're going through? Our faith informs us concerning the status and the glory of those who have fallen asleep in Jesus Christ. What is faith? Well, the author of Hebrews in Hebrews 11, 1, says, "Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, as Paul's talking about, the conviction of things not seen." So, what I'm asking you to do, as family and friends, Robin, you and your sons and your uh, their wives and grandchildren, uh, take off your normal glasses, so to speak, and put on the lenses of faith, and let's think about. What's going on with your wife, your mother, your grandmother, your friend? Funerals are a time to to look back and to reflect on some great, great memories that you had with Betty. Robin, you probably have been doing this. Uh, You think about first dates and wedding days, and birth of your children, Christmases, Thanksgivings, uh, all of these emotions just flood back into your mind. Many, many significant memories. Bill and, and Stan and Steve, you also can reflect. All of you uh, have some, who have some connection with Betty, you can remember things about her. I just went through this recently with my father. He passed in, in February, and uh, many great memories. But these things come to mind because they are part of your experience, your life experience. You don't need faith for them. Paul's asking you to exercise faith. God calls us to move beyond our experience and think about Betty based on the gospel hope that she so desperately clung to. We're going to focus on Jesus' final sentence that I read in Luke, in that section in Luke 23. Just a a very brief thing. Jesus says to the thief on the cross, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Do you believe that about Betty? Three lessons from these words. First he says, today today. I don't know what your thoughts are about uh, death, but uh, as Christians we get our understanding from the Creator of life and death Himself, the One who gives resurrection and power to His Son and to those who put their trust, trust in Him. Death for a Christian, death for Betty Weaver, results in an immediate change in her circumstances. One that we can't see, but by faith we must believe. Your experiences with Betty over the last few years, uh, her health problems, some of the things that, that you witnessed over the last few weeks, uh, her doctor stays, or her time in a nursing home. Those days are over for her. Immediately, Today, Jesus says, you will be with me in glory. Don't think of her like that anymore, because it's not consistent with gospel reality. She's not defined by them. She's not constrained by them. As of Monday night, October 19th, things radically changed. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Today you, says Jesus. Now who is He talking to? Well, He's talking to a a criminal, a man hanging on a cross next to Him, a thief, a sinner. Sinners can be with Christ in paradise today? Yes, that's the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How? Now we, uh, my knowledge, my recollection of Betty is it's hard for me to even say the word she's a sinner. You know, she's a sweet lady. But all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. She understood that, and that's what attracted her to her Savior. Jesus has done for Betty what she could not do for herself. Jesus has kept the law all of the requirements of divine righteousness. He has fulfilled those and imputed them like taking those and transferring, uh, making a cash transaction to the spiritual bank of Betty Weaver. He has given her everything she needs to stand before the judgment of God and be declared righteous in His sight. Jesus has paid the penalty for her sins, something that she could not do for herself. He paid her debts. And then the last lesson we learn from these words, today you will be with me in paradise. Betty's circumstances have changed. It's not based on anything good that she has done, only on what Christ has done for her. And we learn here, that she is in paradise. Faith demands that we take hold of these promises and apply them. Today, she is with Jesus in paradise. Paradise is uh, a reference to God's garden in, in Eden. Remember Adam and Eve, they communed, fellowshiped with God. They lost that privilege because of their sin. But now, because of Jesus, we have opportunity to renew fellowship with our Creator. Only through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and our faith in Him. God has cheerfully opened His arms to Betty Weaver and received her into His presence. I want you to look at the the bulletin that you have. On the inside, there's a Scripture verse from Zephaniah. I was preaching through this book a few years ago to our congregation, and this verse has just powerfully stuck with me, and I want to read it to you. Uh, You know, Robin, Betty used to sing in the choir, didn't she? She'd sing her love for Christ. You, I've heard you sing many a time in situations like we're in, but I want you to listen to this. Zephaniah 3.16-18, to 18, printed in the inside of your bulletin. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion, let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty One who will save. Listen to this. He WILL REJOICE OVER YOU WITH GLADNESS. HE WILL QUIET YOU WITH HIS LOVE. HE WILL EXULT OVER YOU WITH LOUD SINGING. I WILL GATHER THOSE OF YOU WHO MOURN FOR THE FESTIVAL, SO THAT YOU WILL NO LONGER SUFFER REPROACH." BETTY IS NOT SINGING TO GOD. GOD IS SINGING TO BETTY. THAT IS A REMARKABLE, a remarkable thing to consider. Faith drives us to believe it. This is her circumstance. And I want to close with a, a little statement from an, an old English uh, Anglican bishop, J.C. Ryle, commenting on this text of Scripture. Ryle wrote these words, Let us remember these things when our believing friends fall asleep in Christ. We must not sorrow for them as those who have no hope. While we are sorrowing, they are rejoicing. While we are putting on our mourning and weeping at their funerals, they are safe and happy with the Lord. Above all, let us remember these things. If we are true Christians, in looking forward to our own deaths, to die is a solemn thing. But if we die in the Lord, we need not doubt that our death will be gain. Let us pray. Lord our God, we come before You and thank You for Your Word. We pray that Your Word would strike into our hearts, that You would stir up our faith. To believe it, to trust in it. Help us to know that as of Monday, October 19th, that as of that day, today, Betty Weaver, Jesus promises, was with her Savior and will continue through all eternity with her Savior in paradise. Uh, May we have the faith to take hold of that promise and see it as the author of Hebrews says, see it. As reality. Comfort our hearts, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.